Hi everyone, time for episode 6 of the Parkrun Adventurers. My name is Scott, I'm joined by my co-host Mel. Hey guys. Hey Mel, it's Chinese New Year or as it's it's called Lunar New Year and I know number 6 is um, sentimental, very sentimental in the uh, Chinese culture. So should we reminisce? Let's reminisce about our previous five episodes. Which was your favourite? Oh, I think they just—I <laughs> think they just get better and better. So I'm going to go with number five at this stage. Lucky number five. Yep. By the end of the podcast, though, it's likely to be number six. So this is going to be massive. This is going to be our best podcast, and this is going to be a good week for both of us. A film's coming out this week. Yes, and we get to go see it with our running clubs. Yeah. How cool is that? We've married the two things we love the most, our running people and a really funny movie. So you're in a running club called the Derek Zoolander, what is it? Derek Zoolander Centre for Kids Who Can't Run Good. Born out of the movie Zoolander. The original Zoolander, which came out 15 years ago. Yep. What I think is actually pretty interesting is that we've created a running club from a 15-year-old movie. Obviously, it wasn't 15 years old at the time, but it was still, you know, over a decade old when the running club was created. And there's so much love for this film and so much love for the characters and the quotes that, you know, it's brought a whole bunch of like-minded people together who love running, can't run good, don't care, going to do it anyway. Do you come across many people that actually have no idea of the connection? Yes. Actually, we um, often confuse some people about whether or not it's a running club for um, either underprivileged kids or kids that have actual problems with running very well. So, um, we've had to explain that a couple of times. Obviously, people who aren't familiar with the film gets a bit awkward. I'm doing a similar thing. So, my running club, the Westerfoldians, who aren't based on a movie at all. They're based on a geographic location. Not as funny, but still a very cool running club. So we're having a um, Zoolander night as well. And I was surprised that I'd say half the people going had never seen the first film. So oh, well, I mean, it is. They've corrected that now. Oh, you made them You made them all watch it? Or did you have a group viewing of the original? I think there was just general judgment. And that forced them to watch the first one. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing like a little bit of gentle judgment. (laughs) Yep. And what it, well, obviously they thought it was good enough to come along and see the sequel with you. No, see, that's the thing. If, if there's a Westerfoldian social night, you just want to be there regardless of what it is. So they said, yeah, we'll go. What? We're going to see a movie that I've never seen or heard of? Sounds fun. So I really like movies. So we're going to get into, give us some of your top movies. But with me, there's been all these iconic movies that I've never seen. Never seen a Star Trek, never seen a Terminator, (gasps) never seen a James Bond film. Oh my gosh, Scotty, there's going to be so much judgment. So So, much judgment. So to continue on the judgment, should I give you my top three? Please do. Should we break it up? (laughs) No, I want to hear your top three movies because this is going to be fairly fascinating if you haven't seen half the classics. And if you've joined us on Facebook, so we've had a theme, so we've had a movie theme up to this point. So we thought we'd tie it all up here. It's been a little bit subtle. It has. I wonder how many people have picked up on it. I think 
episode five was a real fairly giveaway. obvious. Yeah. <laughs> if you still don't know what we're talking about, go back and have a look at all our posts and see if you can make a connection. But come on, Scotty, you I think you're delaying now. I yeah, want to hear it. Don't judge me. I, I can be quite a shallow person when it comes to things like this. I um I like sport. Probably my all time favourite movie would be Jerry Maguire. Really? Because For no it's... other reason than it's about sport. Really. Okay. It's funny. It's an Academy it... Award winning film. It's very mainstream. Yes. But that's your all time favourite movie. I'm big on top three, top three. so I'll okay. go top three. In no particular order. But I'll throw that in there with um, Mo Better Blues. Ever seen that? No, I have not seen that one. Spike Lee movie from the 90s. Denzel Washington, a really young Denzel Washington, mm-hmm. plays in a jazz band. And Doesn't sound very sporty, this one. No. Maybe a couple of couple of references to sport, but no. Not sport. Okay. Wildcats. Ah! Goldie Horn. Goldie Horn. See, now football, Wildcats. That I can understand. Okay. I'm, I'm on the page, the same page as you now. Okay. So my definition of greatest movie of all time is if it came on TV now or if it was on Netflix or whatever, I would watch it. I'd sit down and I probably couldn't get up. And it doesn't matter if it's got ads? No. You'd still watch no, it? No, you push through. Even it's, though you've got it on DVD in the cupboard, you're just still going to sit down and watch it on the TV anyway. Yeah. So if any movie can do that. So like a movie like Inception. Yes. Great movie, but I wouldn't sit down and watch it again now. So I couldn't classify it as an all-time great. Better Off Dead, classic. Okay. I like how, I like how you, you figure out. See, and this is where I fall down because I've got about 10 I don't have a top three. I've got like 10 that are all fairly equal. If they came on television, then yes, you don't get back up from the couch and you just sit there and you wait till it's finished. And then you might get the DVD out and watch it again without the ads this time. So so give us yours. I won't give you 10 because that's that's just a lot. Um, but I might, I might try to get it down to five. So in no particular order, just like you, the Princess Bride. Have you seen The Princess Bride? Because this I one have. Is... Okay, good. Because that's a classic and if you hadn't seen it, I'm not sure if we could still be friends. Yeah. All right. I struggle with The Princess Bride, but I know a lot of people love it, so. You struggle with it. Yeah, Where's I the do. struggle? Is it supposed to be funny? It is. It's, it's supposed not. to be hilarious. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are rodents of unusual size is not funny? See, I'm not uh, going to judge. You didn't okay. judge me on Jerry Maguire. <laughs> Move on to the next one. Okay. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Absolute classic. Yes, you cannot refute me on Ferris. Um, I started a movie education night with my daughter, and that's the movie we started with, Ferris. As well as Ferris and Princess Bride. I have to say Clueless, because who doesn't love a modern retake on a Jane Austen classic? And Alicia it's Silverstone. Also, whatever happened to her? What do you mean, whatever happened to her? She became Batgirl. That's what happened. Yeah. You know, there's no coming back after that. And I'm going to, well, Star Wars trilogy has to just be in there as, as a one It has to count as a one And it's the same with Back to the Future trilogy. 
And on the general theme of that, I also have to say, no, it's not really the general theme. Aliens, the sequel to Alien specifically. Have you seen Aliens? I've seen one of them. You've seen one of them. Have you seen the one with Bill Paxton? The first one is Alien. Okay, that's the one I've seen. Okay. Didn't do it for me, so I didn't watch the second one. The second one. See, the second one is the strongest in the trilogy. And it's got Bill Paxton in it. And he's he's hilarious. Is he meant to be funny? Yeah, absolutely. Or at least that's my take on it. So is that too many movies for you, Scotty? No, no, give me one more. One more. I won't give you another sci-fi one. Oh, I haven't given you any musicals. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> there are two musicals on that list. Um, but I didn't give you one more movie. I, I have to say that Zoolander is also in my top ten, obviously. It's my club. And we started the conversation with Zoolander. We did. And, and so our expectations – of the sequel, pretty high. Yeah. I hate having high expectations going into a movie because that's when things go badly, but I can't help it. Very high expectations for Zoolander 2. It does have Kristen Wiig. It does. And, and Bridesmaids. Yes. And she's one of my favourite Saturday Night Live actresses. So. Same here. Yeah. Oh, we're back on the same path. <laughs> we got there eventually. We did. Six degrees of Kristen Wiig. Can you do that? It is our sixth episode. Kristen, oh, she hasn't been in as many movies as Keanu Reeves. Well, give me Keanu then. All right, give me an actor or an actress and I will give you six degrees of Keanu Reeves. Have you seen the movie Prefontaine? No, I haven't. But who who's in it? Okay. So Steve Prefontaine was played by Jared Leto. Okay. And you no. would like me to connect Jared Leto. Leto right. or Leto? Leto or Leto. All right. So Jared, you can pronounce his last name however you like, was in Fight Club with Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt was in um, Ocean's Eleven with Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts was in Notting Hill with Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant was in Miss Conge- no, not Miss Congeniality, that other one. Um, two Weeks Notice with Sandra Bullock, who was in Speed with Keanu Reeves. Well, I am impressed. Well done. Do you have favourite movie lines, Scotty? More better makes it more better. <laughs> From Mo Better Blues. Can you do that in a Denzel voice? That was my Denzel voice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My bad. More better. (laughs) No, I can't. (laughs) If Denzel was part Irish. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of my accents come out Irish too. Have you got a favourite line? Um, I would have to say probably life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around once in a while, you might miss it. And you live life by that? When I remember, I try to, yes. I look forward to seeing what my daughter's generation of classic films will be. I've also never seen a Harry Potter film, so I know that's 
a classic film for a lot of people of a younger generation. Have you read the books? Have they got sport in them? They do. It's called Quidditch. Yeah, I mean real sport. Yeah, it's a real sport. I actually saw people playing Quidditch on the beach a couple of weeks ago. Okay, that's sad. But there's also <laughs> a, a Hogwarts running club, which I love. And I'm assuming that's Harry Potter. Well, there's no running club in the books or the movie, but okay. No, there's I've no, seen there's, there's the Hogwarts there. running club. There's a few girls running around in Melbourne with their singlet on. Okay. You haven't seen cool. it? No, well, I live on the Sunshine Coast. Well, they'll spread. <laughs> Just as soon as that generation starts running, you'll see well, we've more. We've got to get more. them out there. Yeah. We need to get them registered at Parkrun so we can have a new. Oh, see, but that would create a lot of dilemmas. I think if you started a Hogwarts running club or a Gryffindor or Slytherin or Ravenclaw running club, yeah, all the other running clubs would suffer massive losses. There are a lot of fantasy geeks out there. All those names that didn't make any sense to me at all. Are they all Harry Potter names? They are. They're Harry Potter house names. So the school has four houses. I think it'd be great to see running clubs. Some original, you know, forget the Harriers and forget the Striders. Let's go for, you know, the Hogwarts, the Zoolanders. Let's see more of that. I'd like to see where it goes from here. Well, I think you're putting the challenge out there now, Scotty. This week's challenge. Create your own running club based on your favourite movie. Following on from our movie theme, we had a roving adventurer out there who asked some of our parkrunners what their favourite movie or movie line was. Hey everyone, this is Adam, your roving reporter. This week, I'm coming to you from Town of Seaside Parkrun and I'm with Jerry Taylor. Jerry, what's your favourite movie? Uh, I'd have to say Star Wars. I know it's a bit, everyone's probably going to say that, but yeah, it's Star Wars. Oh, it's alright. Star Wars is a good movie. It's pretty topical at the moment. And what's your favourite movie quote? You don't know the power of the dark side. <laughs> Thanks, Jerry. Happy running. I'm now joined with Mark. Mark, what's your favourite movie? Shaun of the Dead. And what would be your favourite movie quote? Oh, there's so many. There's so many. Um, I suppose it has to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be back. That's a good one. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Mark. Okay, everyone. I'm now with one of the cutest park runners in Australia, Mackenzie, who's three. Mackenzie, what's your favourite movie? Peppa Pig. And what does Peppa Pig say? What's her favourite quote? Jumping up and down in muddy puddles. Thanks, Mackenzie. Happy running. Back to you guys. Awesome job there from Adam and the award for our cutest parkrun adventurer so far goes to Mackenzie. Technically, I'm not sure Peppa Pig has made a movie yet. She has made a movie. Has she? Yeah. A full-length feature film? Well, as full-length as feature films go for children. Yep. Okay. Good job, Mackenzie. And we continue to work our way around the country. This week we're joined by our Darwin event director, the only event in the Northern Territory. Welcome to the Parkrun Adventurers, Mark Connolly. Thanks, Scott. Thanks, Mel, for having me. I recall that Russ and Robbo, when they went up for your launch, they actually described it as like running with a wet towel around your shoulders. Would that be fairly accurate? Um, definitely the time of the year of our birthday. Um, the build-up is definitely the worst time of year for running up here. 
it gets a little bit nicer towards the June area, June, July, but um, that mm -hmm, September, October, November, yes, definitely. Running in a swimming pool maybe. Do you find your numbers dwindle off at that time of the year or you just have the really hardcore ones coming out? <laughs> yes, all our regulars are still there. Um, yeah, it does be quite down about that time of the year, November, December, picks back up in January, picks about this time of the year. Um, Valentine's Day weekend is our record last year and we're going for another record this weekend coming. Excellent. Is it something that you can acclimatise to? Uh, I'm not sure you acclimatise to it. I think you just accept it. It's uh, more of a, um, that's what's going to happen when you go for a run and you just accept it and move on. Lots of washing. <laughs> Lots of washing. There's a lot of shirtless men running around up here. You probably could probably you just, just run in your, in, your, in your togs, couldn't you? <laughs> Might as well. Might as well. And have a little swim afterwards to cool off. Because you're, you're right along the water, aren't you? Um, we are beside the harbour, but um, I'm not sure you'd like swimming in the harbour around here. A few little um, snappies around. Okay. Are we talking sharks or are we talking crocodiles that eat the sharks? <laughs> Mainly the crocodiles. See, Scotty, I told you there was crocodiles in Darwin. Mel, want to know if you got them on your risk assessment. <laughs> they are on the risk assessment. They are. <laughs> they are on the risk assessment. And so what does that look like? Do, do you say crocodile on the course or? It's um, very unlikely where we are to get them up there. We're, we are raised a bit up away from the harbour. We're right beside it, but it's like a little cliff there beside us. If anything's likely to be on the course, it's more than likely to be a crocodile. Um, but not no snakes, but yes. We still haven't seen one yet, so we're lucky. And what happens if one of your runners falls into the harbour? Who Whose volunteer position is it to retrieve <laughs> them? No, we, there is a nice fence around our park. We're pretty pretty safe there. That's a relief. I'm coming to visit yes. you in June. so I, Excellent. These are the important things to establish. I, I don't like being snapped either in the water or on land. So, <laughs> I want to bring it back to the weather because I know you guys like to talk about the weather. There's the, is there the same excitement about getting the milestone shirts in Darwin simply because they are technical T-shirts? I would imagine you're all in singlets or topless up there. Um, yeah, the shirts are very good. I, I wear my little um, 25 volunteer shirt around everywhere um, and it handles it quite well, actually. They are definitely a popular item as they're coming in, the okay. shirts. There's a big tip yeah. for Tribe Sports. Yes, yeah, they do, they do a good job up here. They do a good job. Also, Mark, you were talking about you're hoping to have a course record attendance on Valentine's Day this coming weekend. What What is your course record attendance currently? We're at 222, which was last year's Valentine's Day. Wow. And do you do something special for Valentine's Day? Do you do one of those um, traffic light runs or anything like that? Yes, yep, that's what we did last year. It worked well quite well. We'll um, be doing it again this year, this weekend. Okay, um, and for anyone who doesn't know what a traffic light run is, can you explain that for us? Um, basically, like the red, the traffic lights, the red, orange and green. Red if you're a unavailable person, green if you are available, and orange if, you know, you're not quite sure what's going on. And so that's just basically a visual for, for people <laughs> to understand where everyone's at <laughs> without yeah, yeah, to make no. the awkward questions to a married Maybe. person. Yeah, maybe if it's a green one, if you're looking for a, a new running person to run with or et cetera, or you're happy with your running crew if you've got a red shirt on. What colour is a pineapple? <laughs> Pineapple's yellow. 
The yellow, Sorry? not orange. Well, it's it's no. also green. Yeah. Pine, pineapple's on the cusp between available and not sure. Yeah. Do you know where we're going with this, Mark? I do know. I have heard of Mel's pineapple outfit. Oh, well, we, we've got You've some got inside knowledge. <laughs> I have some pineapple shorts. <laughs> we've seen some photos. Do you want to yes, explain so. yourself? A nice pair of running duds with some pineapples on them that are actually very good to run in, very comfortable. Are they running shorts, Mark? They are running shorts. Um, the running duds crew have a lot of shorts like that. Um, my pineapples, I think they had some ice creams and a few other bright colours. I actually um, own a few pair of running duds. Oh, there we go. Yeah, there are awesome shorts, absolutely. They're, they're really good running shorts for running in and uh, dry very quickly. We've been talking on the show today a little bit about movies or maybe a lot about movies and we were just wondering, do you have a favourite movie of all time or, or a top three? Um, not a real favourite movie of all time. I have quite a few I do like. Um, things along the lines of The Big Lebowski, Hercules Returns, those sort of um, comedies, maybe even more of the actions like a Top Gun, Days oh. of Thunder, those sort of things. See, I was thinking Top Gun. I almost put it in my top ten, but then I thought, no, 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 that's just, that's, no. What was the other <laughs> one you said there, Mark? Days of Thunder. Maybe that sort of style of movie, a Top Gun or Days of Thunder. Days of yeah. Thunder is almost a sport movie, Scott. You might It like is. That. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'm interested. It's not one you often hear talked about as a top three movie or whatever, but I'll pay that. It does, it does have the whole Nicole Kidman's hair was amazing going for it. <laughs> yes, that's what I remember about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There weren't any tanks in that movie, were there? No. But They'd it's a great segue to the time when <laughs> there was a tank on your course. <laughs> there was a tank on my course. Army is a um, The Army up here in defence in general is the – it's a major source of thing up here. Um, lots of training and people living up here from the Defence Force and they were doing some sort of a training session down there or something where they happened to lock our volunteers' car in who was setting up the course. And then we were parked on the course and we said to go and ask them to move their tank so we can move our car before we start the day. Oh, um, see, so they, they hadn't parked it there until after you arrived in the morning. Yeah, we'd already arrived, start setting up, and they came along and set up a tank and a few other things, a few cannons and things. And um, they happen to park our volunteers' car in. So the training exercise excuse was probably <laughs> legitimate and, and, and less likely to be that somebody just got a little bit drunk on Friday night and forgot where they parked their tank. Yeah, yeah. it's got to be around here somewhere. <laughs> it's, it's a very interesting question. Excuse me, sir, can you move your tank for me, please? And how do you know which one is the tank driver? Like, do they look <laughs> different from the others? <laughs> Uh, maybe a lucky guess, the one that was leaning on the thing. <laughs> the one who had swinging, the keys. Yeah, swinging the keys around. Yep. Yeah. How did you end up in Darwin, Mark? Yeah, I'm a Queenslander from central Queensland, and um, I was actually travelling in England at the time, living in England, and I met my wife, who's from Darwin, when I was in England, in London. And um, after moving back to Australia, we moved up here, and I've been up here for about five years now. And you're loving it? I'm loving it. It is a great lifestyle. Um, there isn't much cold weather to worry about and uh, lots of things to do, lots of outdoorsy things to do up here. Okay, but the outdoorsy things, 
how how careful are you about crocodiles? I have to come back to this because <laughs> it just seems like <laughs> and I should probably know better because I'm an Australian and I live here and I know that we don't have snakes and spiders in all of our houses and that sharks aren't going to kill everyone, but I'm pretty sure crocodiles will. So what you've got small children when they were crawling and stuff what, what do you what do you do about outdoorsy type activities when there are crocodiles in your general area um they in darwin they do actually travel the crocodiles around the harbor and just around the city itself so they try and keep them to a minimum um they do travel quite a few hundred every year from around there and move them on to farms and stuff like that but oh, um you don't you don't see too many of them around the area they sort of they keep them away from the city quite well. They do a good job. Uh, but when you start to get a bit further, just outside of Darwin, where they don't do the trapping, you definitely stay out of the water and out of the boat. Stay in the boat, out of the water. That's the best way to go. Um, near boat ramps, stay, you know, get in the boat as quick as possible. Just stay out of the way and don't, don't harm them. They don't harm us, mostly. Did you just say get in the boat as quick as possible? Like as in you're in the water where the crocodiles are? Don't they have gangplanks? Um, um, some places, but most of the areas, no, not really. Far out. And I understand Litchfield National Park has um, a pretty awesome-looking trail run. Are there crocodiles out there? Um, no, there has been known to be a few little fresh waters in the uh, waterfalls there. <laughs> no, I've never heard of any real dangerous ones out there yet. Little fresh waters. Yes, little fresh waters. Not dangerous. Not, not too dangerous, anyway. So we're not planning Are a park up? run out there. <laughs> they did do it. They did start an ultra marathon there last year in the Litchfield National Park, and they're doing it again this year, an ultra yeah. and a half as well. Yeah, and I, I think I'm going to have to come back for that next year as long as the crocodiles don't grow too big. No, they'll be all right in there. Are there any plans for more park runs up in the NT? Um, yes, there are lots of plans. We're looking at one right now in Palmerston. Just trying to finalise a few things now, some funding in the course, basically. That's Palmerston is a small satellite city, I guess, about 30,000 people just near Darwin, right beside Darwin. And um, that'll be up and running hopefully in the next couple of months. We've had quite a few inquiries around and it seems like a nice serious one coming out of Catherine right now. Catherine's about three hours south of Darwin, three or four hours. Yeah, and someone from Nullamboy just asked me on the weekend, actually. So this is how park runs grow, and you being the only event there at the moment, how did you initially find out about park run? Um, I initially found out about it from podcast Marathon Talk from England with um, Tom Williams and Martin Yelling. He made it sound that good that I thought I'd better have a look at this, and um, I went on holidays to Perth for one for a wedding and had to go down and try this park run, and I think down there they made it look so easy for it and so good and so easy, but we might have to give it a go up here. And you did. October 2013. Yes, 2013. The reason I know this is because Westerfolds launched on the same weekend. It was a big weekend for Parkrun. It was Kiwana Parkrun's first anniversary that weekend also. Was it? It, yeah, was. it was. So we Bungry. share birthdays, the three of us. There you go. Oh, wow. I've always had a second eye on Darwin and it's always looked like a great event. Lots of fun. So one and, day, um, hopefully I'll get so it. So when are you coming up then, Scott? It's a long way away. <laughs> Probably only one flight. I, I'm hoping to get there before you've got four events and make it a lot more difficult to become a statesman. <laughs> yes. 
Mark, thank you so much for joining us this week and thank you for asking the important questions of Mr. Tim Oberg when he comes on the show. We hope you can continue to interact with us and share the podcast love. I can't wait to come up to visit you at your event. I'm really, it's going to be a highlight of my year. I know it already. So thanks again. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. See you soon. This week on the social adventurer scene, we've had heaps of stuff on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Loving the interactions with you guys. Keep them coming. Make sure you don't forget to hashtag parkrunadventurers on everything you put on Facebook that's got to do with parkrun over the week. And you know what? Even if it's just got to do with movies, we want to hear about it. This week in particular, I really loved a post done by Positivism Number 1 which was a picture of two junior park runners. They're holding hands. They've got big smiles on their faces as they run. And the caption is, this week's hashtag parkrun adventure involved two friends working together to beat their PB and get 51 minutes. Love it. Yeah, very cute. Positivism has been on fire because he also posted a picture of Kurt Fernley. Photobombing or was Penny photobombing? Not Kurt Fernley. We're not entirely sure. But it's topical because you may be following along in the Parkrun newsletter that Parkrun has done a partnership with the Australian Paralympic Foundation to help fund our para-athletes and get them over to the Rio Olympic Games. So all through the month of February, there is a link in your results email where you can contribute a donation. So the idea is that you will nominate an amount and you will donate for every parkrun kilometre. And we know that that's five. So if you donate $5 per kilometre, your total donation is $25. How's my math? How's your math? Yeah. Maths. Oh, How's maths. my English? <laughs> you, you, <laughs> I thought you were talking about Matt Fullerton there for a second. No. Um, Who? You, you, you mathed good. you must good scotty Uh, it's worth mentioning that the donations are 100 percent voluntary but you will be helping the paralympic athletes get to rio which is awesome they do an amazing job and they're very inspirational so any help we can give them would be great indeed a couple of other highlights from instagram so we're instagram is our social media platform of choice at the moment i think it works really well for what we're trying to do our good mate underscore PK had another cracking shot. He's all in pink. Not sure what's going on, but he looks fabulous. Who doesn't look fabulous in pink war paint? Me. You know? <laughs> well, maybe you just need to grow a good beard like he's got yeah. and you'd be able to pull it off, Scotty. Okay. I might try that next week because there was another horrific photo of me. There's no need to look that up. But you could look up uh, Nod Lightyear's pick. Very pretty pick at Coburg Park Run. There's another great one from Running Guy Ryan. Um, a lot of our listeners will have seen Running Guy out at various park runs or park run event, um, organized events across the country. He often dresses as Where's Wally or occasionally Spider Man. He was Spider Man at the Sandgate Sunset Run last year. He's a great character and we love that he's hashtagging park run adventurers. This week he was out there running with Rockstar. 
this is his parkrun adventure. He ran to parkrun, did 9K on the way there and did a 1K cool down. So he did 15 kilometers for the whole morning. Not. That sounds like a real adventure. It is an adventure. There are no launches this week. There was supposed to be a launch. There was. A little bit sad. Studley was going to launch this weekend, but we've just got two more weeks to wait for that. But where is the cake this week? Oh, there's going to be so much cake around the country this week. I'm pretty excited. I'm going to be at one of the cake places this weekend, Golden Beach Park Run in Queensland, having their second anniversary, and it's going to be a carnival fiesta. I haven't decided what costume to wear for that yet, but the options are pretty fun, so I'm looking forward to that. You've got a wide selection of options. Oh, you can't wear a costume you've already worn, Scotty. That's against the rules. No, I'm talking about the theme. Ah, Carnival yes. Fiesta is open to interpretation. It is, but I, I think the both words pretty much say party to me, so yep. it's, it's going to be bright and colourful and fun for sure. That's what I'd go with. In Ipswich, they're having their second anniversary, tackiest formal wear, and we like the Facebook description. We do. If you're not, and this is it verbatim, if you're not sure what tacky formal is, well, it's like Melbourne Cup dress, but at the end of the day, not the start. And I think we've all seen those photos on Facebook. So I'm looking forward to seeing what costumes come out at Ipswich this weekend, especially if it's as warm as it has been. It, it could be some pretty interesting stuff. I've lived some of those experiences, so... <laughs> Whereabouts is Ipswich? Ipswich is in the Southern Cross Circuit, actually. So it's, um, well, relatively southeast Queensland, but it's further south of Brisbane and west also. So it's a nice country town. They do have runners occasionally um, participating in their steel cap boots instead of running shoes. So um, it's a good farming country. I haven't actually been to the event yet, but it's as many of them are on my list. And the final uh, birthday anniversary parkrun event this week is going to be at Lake Mac in New South Wales and they're celebrating their third anniversary. Big number three with big love and Valentine's Day theme. I reckon there'll be a lot of red shirts, pink shirts, love hearts. What do you think, Scotty? Yeah, I think so. There could be a few Valentine's themed parkruns going on this weekend. I've never, I've never participated in one. Have you? We had uh, participated is a loose term. I think we had a, we had one of the stoplight park runs at Kiwana the first year. Um, so we had the red, the green, the orange, as Mark mentioned earlier on. And I'm pretty sure I participated in that. I wore a red shirt because I'm married and I think I made my husband wear a red shirt. He was oblivious. He probably would have shown up in green. I do recall. Well, that's the danger, isn't it? That is the danger. See, there were a couple of runners that didn't know and one was uh, a seven-year-old boy who got quite embarrassed when, you know, he got called up by the run director who said, oh, you're wearing green today, we noticed. So you're you're looking for a girlfriend and he was mortified (laughs) because he – just was wearing a green shirt. He didn't know anything about it. So that that is the risk you take. That's what I'd always be worried about because we know that <laughs> just some of our runners aren't engaged in Facebook or don't follow the um, newsletter or wherever they get their news. 
And so sometimes they turn up and they think, what the hell's going on? Oh, if you look, were in I green one week. It's all part of the parkrun adventure. And if anything, I'm sure it will just mean you meet more people and you have a bit of a laugh and make some new friends. Yeah, good point. All righty. Well, I'm off to watch Mo Better Blues. I'll talk to you later, Scotty. See yeah. you later, parkrun adventurers. I hope you enjoy it. I might catch up on Clueless and we will chat to you all again next Wednesday. <laughs>